This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wrap-Up Live. This is the official Raptors Republic Live post-game show and podcast where we recap and we talk about the latest Raptors game you just watched. Tonight was the Raptors and the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Sahal Abdi, again, here with my co-host, Kyle Brickman. And tonight, like I said, Raptors, unfortunately, were defeated 116 to 110, bringing the Raptors record to a perfectly even 12-12. and We're back at 500, Kyle. Not a great look. The Raptors are one and three in their last four. And last but not least, Raptors fans, if you love the Toronto Raptors, do us hardworking individuals and Raptors Republic a favor. Subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube and subscribe to the Rapcast podcast channel wherever you're watching or listening. Kyle, let's get into the game. Uh, rival Boston Celtics, division rival, um, best team right now in the East, arguably the best team in the league. I'm not even looking at record, just talking about. I test everything. Every time you watch this team play, they are a defensive. Um, they put on a defensive masterpiece whenever they play. They have maybe two or three of the top 10, 15 defensive players in the league um, in Tatum and, and Brown and, and Marcus Smart, who's the reigning defensive player of the year. They were missing some guys, but like the Raptors have, have been all season, they've been missing some guys as well. Celtics were missing Horford, Al Horford, one of their key guys. Payne Pritchard did not play in this game. Um, and then for the Raptors on their side, I mean, obviously Time Lord wasn't there for the Celtics as well. And then for the Raptors, Kyle, um, they were missing uh, Precious Achua, who was out. And uh, they talked about that. Uh, Jack Armstrong and Matt Devlin talked about that before the game began. Unfortunate, Otto Porter also out with injury. Kyle, man, this was a tough loss. Any Boston Celtics win over the Raptors is a tough loss. I mean, the Celtics did take control in the second half which was unfortunate for the Raptors. And the Raptors, so just a little too late. They went on a run late in the game, closed the lead, I believe it was to five. Um, and then the Celtics kind of just put the game away, a clutch tip in by Blake Griffin. Of course, of course, Blake Griffin, right? Just of course. Um, had to be Blake Griffin. Kyle, what do you think about just the game and how the game ended uh, with the Celtics? Yeah, it, it's it was a tough one. Uh, the, the Celtics just kind of turned it on in the third quarter, both offensively and I think maybe more importantly, defensively, like they just, they put the clamps on the Raptors and the Raptors could not score at all. And uh, that that's tough. Like it, it feels like uh, there's basically nothing you can do as a Raptors fan sometimes just because like the, the Celtics defense is so smothering. It was like uh, mm-hmm. in part the Raptors fault that they had a bit of a stagnant offense. The ball wasn't rolling. Fred continues to struggle shooting really badly. OG turned the ball over a lot. But it, it, you got to give credit to the Celtics. It's just a defensive masterclass, and then they hit their shots when it counted. So sometimes it's just, uh, you know, there's just almost nothing you can do. Yeah, that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, if you look at the the game as a whole, Kyle, the Raptors um, did you know even it out with the Celtics. They won two quarters of play. The Celtics won two quarters of play, but 
The Celtics absolutely dominated the Raptors in the third quarter. That quarter ended 35 for the Celtics, only 18 points for the Raptors. They came out of the ha- they came out of halftime uh, on fire. Uh, Raptors couldn't stop them. Raptors couldn't buy a shot. It was ugly. Um, the Raptors did win the fourth quarter, 30 to 25. But by then, like I said, it was just too little, too late. Um, you know, it, it's it's odd, you know, Kyle, because if we were going into this game, I would have said uh, Jason Tatum shoots under 50 percent. Jalen Brown shoots under 50%. Um, what do you think uh, of this Raptors Celtics game? How is it going to end? And you're probably going to think a Raptors win. But, you know, that's just not how it goes because Marcus Smart had 18 points. Blake Griffin, out of all players, who played 32 minutes on his fossilized knees, uh, dunked. He, he, had... he dunked the ball. And, like, <laughs> and not dunked. just like it wasn't like in transition, <laughs> he dunked over someone, yeah. which is crazy to me. Yeah, um, and it's funny now because whenever Blake Griffin dunks, it makes uh, the airwaves all over Twitter. I mean, you see it everywhere. So, uh, yeah, Blake Griffin, um, unfortunately enough for him, he did score. I mean, fortunately for him, unfortunately for the unfortunate Raptors. Unfortunate for us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 13 points. Uh, he was a plus three. He shot five for six. He only missed one shot. Grant Williams was the usual Raptors killer. Kyle only had seven points. But Luke Cornett. 11 points in 16 minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, the Celtics only played three guys off the bench. They went eight deep, and they still beat the Raptors. So the Celtics seems for real, Kyle. I, I don't know about you, but they are for real. I, I mean, and we I don't even think we've really gotten into the fact that this is their fourth game and or third game in four nights. Like, they should be the tired team. Yeah. They should be the team that's sloppy and not uh, – and they're on the road. Uh, they should be the team that's – discombobulated and, and you know turning the ball over and it wasn't them it was the raptors the raptors looked exhausted and out of sync and uh and and basically the team that had been through more hardship over the past four days and that's not the case the celtics have been like grinding out games the raptors unbelievably yeah. came into this game as a favorite by the way so it's not as if like oh the uh you know this was always a to be expected. The Raptors, I think, were favored by a point and a half. That the, the betting markets thought the Raptors were winning this game. This is just like a, a kind of disappointing performance for the Raptors and maybe more so just like a really gutsy performance by the Celtics. As much as that like really like just kills me to say, like, I think this is a, a really impressive win from the Celtics. And that makes me feel gross. To, like I feel I might I might have to log off after saying that. Yeah. Um you know, there's a ton to get into, um, especially if we go player by player in this game, Kyle. I mean, the starting lineup to go into it was Fred Fleet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and a little bit surprisingly to some Raptors fans, Christian Coloco, who has started games this season. Um, but he played 22 minutes, only attempted one shot. He was a minus seven. Fortunately, all Raptors were in the minuses in the plus minus category. Um, Thaddeus Young uh, came off the bench. Gary Trent Jr. again came off the bench. He had a pretty good game, Kyle, at least shooting the ball. He was 7 for 10. He had 20 points. Um, and that this is essentially all you could really ask for, an efficient shooting night from Gary Trent Jr. off the bench. He did well. I mean, at this point now, I know Raptors fans are kind of clamoring for Gary Trent Jr. to be inserted back into the starting lineup. He has played well off the bench. Um However, now I think it's kind of getting to the point, Kyle, where when you look at Christian Coloco starting, it becomes a uh, do you, does he really deserve it at this point to be in that starting five? What do you think? Because I know Raptors fans are, are, are split on this. I saw two opinions essentially on, on Raptors Twitter today where 
Um, you know, some Raptors fans were like, well, keep Gary off the bench because he's still going to play his starter minutes, but he's playing well off the bench. He gets to play against the second units quite often, and he's shooting well. And then you have the other group who's like, well, Christian Coloco is a starter, and he's a rookie. That doesn't really make sense. He hasn't really done anything, um, you know, save for a few flashes this season um, to be in that starting five and maybe even to command 22 minutes. I don't know. What do you think, Al? Uh, yeah, like ultimately, Coloco played the sixth, like six most minutes on the team. So it's equivalent to him being yeah. the sixth man. You can call like we can, we can quarrel about whether like Thad Young deserves like he had 16 and him and Boucher were at 16. Chris Boucher, yeah. Um, and you could, you could, we can quarrel about like who deserves those minutes, but ultimately like I, I wouldn't worry. I think uh, you might've, am I back? Okay. Did you, do you still have me? Good. I don't know if that was me uh, or you, but let's just keep the show. No, I think it could have been both <laughs> of us. Uh, no, okay. if we're talking about controversy, closing games, yeah. like it might, it might be like, we might have to talk about Fred. Like Fred is shooting like tour day numbers and uh, like, yeah. uh, that's, it's not, it's not pretty. Yeah. Um, it's, it's getting to the point now, I think with Fred, where fans are starting to lose a little bit of patience because, if you go all the way back, and I mean all the way back to uh, November 9th, that, Kyle, was the last time. Actually, no, November 7th. I take that back. So even further back, that was the last time Fred shot over 50% from the field. It was November 7th against the Chicago Bills. It was a loss, 111-97, to 97, but he did shoot 10 for 19. And after that, Kyle, it's been ugly in terms of shooting. Um, he did have a couple games, 12 for 26, or, it's, you know, it's not horrible. He did have 32 points against the Rockets the game after, you know, so I'll give him credit for that. Did shoot under 50%, but, hey, I'll give him credit for that. But, I mean, if you look at the last six, seven games, particularly, Kyle, it's been very, very ugly. November 16th versus Miami, 7 for 21. He shot 33% from the field. November 19th versus the Hawks, 4 for 18 from the field. He shot 22% from the field, 1 for 11 from three. Uh, seven days uh, later against the Dallas Mavericks, seven for 18, three for nine from three, then against the Cavs, five for 15, and then against the Pelicans, one for eight, the Nets, four for 14, the Magic, four for 11, and then against the Celtics, three for 14. Um, this is, is, is this a funk, Kyle, or is this something to genuinely be concerned about with Fred Van Fleet and his outlook for the rest of the season? It's tough to say because um, I, I used to think it doesn't really matter how much the shots are going in as long as he's still respected as a spacer. But that kind yeah. of stopped happening. Like there were possessions tonight where Fred is the entry pass into the post for Siakam and the guy guarding Fred, whether it be uh, Tatum or whoever, is just like digging so deep into the post that Fred is in complete open space. Like he's no longer spacing the floor. So, you know, it's one thing if you... Uh, if you aren't hitting your shots, but you're still respected as a floor space, you still have gravity, but the gravity is kind of gone. And it was ugly tonight. It was like the Celtics uh, did not respect Fred as a shooter whatsoever tonight. They they helped off him like crazy and he did not make them pay at all, at all. So that's when it starts to get really concerning is when the gravity starts to go. And we'll see what happens if he can kind of claw this back. Cause frankly, like he's got too big of a sample size as a good shooter for this to be, like a, a career long slump. He's not going to end his career yeah. shooting like sub 50%. But 
it's it's been pretty ugly and frankly it's been pretty ugly since the all-star break last year like hey, fred he's had a few games here and there but he has not been like the the fred we've been used to seeing since yeah and you know what to be fair kyle uh really quick again on fred van vliet He's not a guy that shoots 45, 50% from the field all season long. He's not a guy that, um, you know, you watch and you go, um, you know, Fred 10 for 20, 10 for 15, over and over and over again. So it's not me. Okay, there we go. Phoenix Phoenix says it's not me. So Kyle, Kyle's Kyle's internet connection, I don't know, Kyle, if you have like a Shell gas station here, you keep accidentally connecting. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go into, into that mode real quick. Um, Fred Van Fleet, going back to him, honestly, Kyle. Um, you know, his 2019-2020 season, the year the Raptors won the championship, um, he shot 39% from three, he shot 41% from the field. He's been around 41-40% from the field the last five, six, seven seasons. If you really take away his rookie season where he played 37 games, only seven minutes a game, he's been around that 40% mark from the field. And a lot of people will say, well, that's not great. But, you know, if the majority of his shots are coming from three-point land and he's hitting around you know, the high 30s, low 40s in terms of the three-point percentage. I'm okay with that. This season, it's kind of been an anomaly for him. 34.8% from three. Um, the season before that, 38. The season before that, 37, 39, 38, 41. So him shooting 34.8 or 35, I guess, if we rounded up, percent from three, um, does, again, seem like an anomaly, Kyle. And I feel a little bit awful for him because people are starting to realize it. You know, not just the fans. I think the the uh, Raptors, you know, media in, in, as a whole is starting to bring it up after every single game for Fred Van Vliet. And I feel awful for him. There was, I think, uh, just before the, I think, believe it was the Mavericks game on live television, they just had a camera focused on Fred Van Vliet who was just staring into an abyss for, like, a minute straight. And I was wondering, like, when is this camera going to leave this guy? Like, this is, you know, this is weird. This is, this is pretty insane for Fred Van Vliet. I think now when you watch him, I feel like he just feels like the weight of the team is on his shoulders. The Raptors are struggling. You know, they're a 500 team. They've lost games that they could have won this season. Um, you know, they, they've they they've been struggling, Kyle. Like, I don't know how else to say it. They Losing a game against the Boston Celtics isn't the worst thing. Let's, let's be honest. It's not the worst thing in the world. But when you go back and you look at some other games that they, that they threw up this season, hasn't been good. I mean, the Orlando game was a bounce back uh, on Saturday night. That's a game you should win. They've lost, you know, uh, against Brooklyn. They lost against them early on in the season. They lost against them uh, Friday, this past Friday night. Pelicans lost, you know, and then they've had some good ones. They've, they've won against the Cavs, you know, Miami. Um, like I just mentioned, they they beat um, the Mavericks, Luka Doncic. So, Kyle, on the overall kind of – I mean, Kyle's left us. He will be back. But, uh, I mean, well, now I can't ask Kyle a question. This is just – this is fantastic, guys. Kyle, we're operating. Kyle's operating with McDonald's Wi-Fi right now, so um, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. His, his, he said he said to wait. He's he's switching over. I don't know what, exactly what that means, but just getting back to the game overall, we talked about enough what the Celtics did. You know, uh, Jason Tatum was 11 for 24. He did have 31 points. I mean, if you look at it on surface level, you see 31 points. You see 12 rebounds. You see three assists. You think that's a fantastic game for Jason Tatum, but again. As his primary defender, OG Ananobi did a pretty decent job. 11 for 24, he did shoot under 50%. Um, you know, guys like Derek White, who started, played 27 minutes. 
Raptors, you could tell their defensive scheme was trying to funnel the basketball away <laughs> from Jason Tatum. Welcome back, Kyle. Everybody, uh, I, I, I'm on eyes. the good. I was I was on the extension. It was I was on the you know look. I don't even want to get into it. I was on the wrong of I was on the wrong Wi-Fi network. I was on the extension. I'm in the wrong room. Don't get at me. I, this has been our, 20 minutes of getting just cooked in the comments. All of our all, all of our live <laughs> watchers and our listeners, close your eyes. Just, just put your hands in the air and put some energy towards Kyle's. Uh, I'm good. We're, we fixed it. We fixed okay, it. Okay, there good. we go. There we go. We're back. It worked. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Kyle, what I was going to ask you was, um, you know, because we talked about Fred VanVleet, we talked about his struggles, and the hope is with the Raptors uh, that he can get things back on track because Fred is probably the one guy on the team that when you look at, I don't, I don't really like talking Kyle about guys positionally because positions are all over the place for the Raptors. I mean, Scotty looks like the one on a few plays and then it's Fred and then it's Pascal, but there isn't much backup guard depth on this team, Kyle. And that's been an issue for the last year and a half for the Raptors. Uh, you could even say two years. Um, are you, are you concerned that, with these struggles with Fred, there just isn't um, a kind of maybe a suitable replacement for him. Do you ever maybe thinking think about benching Fred and maybe throwing in Gary Trent Jr. as a starter? I don't know what it is. I mean, Fred, maybe we may be overreacting, but this has been maybe a month straight, Kyle, of not just bad shooting. We're talking, you know, miserable. 20, 30%. Yeah, yeah from miserable, the field. It's, miserable it's been shooting. bad. What do you think? Um, What's the solution? Yeah, look, honestly, uh, they they can't really bench the guy because he just uh, from a character perspective, like he's such a uh, in- integral part of the team. Like uh, he's one of the vets. Like he is with Siakam, the two guys who, I mean, OG to a certain extent, although OG was young, he's the two guys that are like you know serious rotation players from the championship team, or for at least the championship run. Um, because OG was injured for a lot of it. So th- this is like a-, a tough decision for Nurse. And uh, maybe if there's someone who can do it, it is Nick Nurse because he's the type of guy to not to be able to navigate a, situ- like, like, a situation like that socially. But it's tough. It's tough. I don't see how – I personally, I'm not entirely sure he's one of your five best closers right now, especially in a, in a matchup like tonight against the Celtics where they're so long and rangy and athletic. Where uh, that you know you you kind of just if Fred's not hitting open shots, he can't make anything happen off the dribble. Like it's possible he shouldn't be out there to close games, and and it's it pains me to say that because I like Fred, but there's there's uh there's something up, I think. Yeah, there definitely is, and 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 that's why I pulled up his game log because um, I I don't want like I'm not in the um, you know bash Fred Van Vliet fan club or anything like that. Um, obviously, we all root for a guy like Fred. He has a great story. He came up. He's already won a championship with the with the Toronto Raptors. He played a pivotal role in that championship. He's grown into a leader since Kyle Lowry left. He's grown his relationships with everybody on the team. He's known as the leader on this team, right? He may not be the best player, Kyle, and I think we all know by now that, that's, that, that, that title belongs to Pascal Siakam. But Fred Van Vliet was an all-star. Right, we're not talking about a guy that just came out of nowhere. We've seen a steady um, ascension with Fred VanVleet, and now he's at a point where he's well respected around the league, especially with his star peers. Uh, Kevin Durant's mentioned him on on numerous occasions, but um, like like I mentioned earlier, 
36.5%. Uh, you guys can see it at the top right of that game log. That's his season stats, right? That's not the last three games, the last 10 games. 36.5% from the field. Um, you know, all of his numbers are down, right? This is a 20-point-per-game scorer who's now at 16.8, right? 6.6 .6 assists. Like, everything is, is down from last season. And I think um, the Raptors are at a point now where um, if they haven't diagnosed the issue with Fred, they have to find a solution. And um, I brought up everything. I'm not saying that my opinion is to bench him. It's actually uh, quite the opposite. I think with Fred, you just constantly try and uh, push him into an off-ball role, allow Pascal and Scotty and OG to take all the lumps and all the shots and um, slowly bring Fred kind of back into it. Um, even if he has to shoot six, eight, nine shots in a game, right, rather than his usual 14, 15, 16 shots. Um, I think now there's just it's, – it's, I don't know if it's a mental block with Fred or or what, but the hope obviously is, Kyle, that, that Fred uh, turns around as soon as humanly possible because the Raptors cannot, um, you know, be a great team without Fred. It's really just that simple. Uh, you know, whether they can be a playoff team or not, that's a possibility – without Fred playing at his highest level, but, um, you know, making noise when you get there, it's it's not a possibility, right, if Fred's uh, shooting in the 30s. Um, moving on really quick, Kyle, you, you look at the bench play on this team, right? And if you remove Gary Trent Jr., you got eight points from Chris Boucher and six points from Thaddeus Young. And we bring this up on the show all the time. Um, should Nick Nurse kind of look deeper into his bench? Uh, Delano Banton did not play, right? Malachi Flynn did not play. Uh, Ken Birch did not play. Champagny hasn't really played this that much that all that much this season, and then the two guys, Dalton Jr. and, and Harper Jr., same thing, right? They haven't played a, a, as much this season as well. Do you look at the rest of the bench, the DNP guys, and do you say that maybe Nick should have leaned on one of those guys or two of those guys in a game like this, or are you okay with uh, Nick Nurse going eight deep in this game? Uh, it's it's possible. I think the only one you could really make a good argument for is Banton because like mm -hmm. the, the defensive profile, but ultimately like the, I, I'm looking down that list. There's not many guys who are like just absolute knockdown shooters that, that are going to contribute in any other way. Like, there's just not guys there that we really absolutely need out there uh, against the Celtics team. It's, it's tough because um, uh, I would, I would say like, Porter and likely, I mean, obviously Precious are, would have been huge factors in this game. So it's not like all hope is lost, but uh, I can't, I can't really fault Nick Nurse for the rotations tonight. I mean, where was he supposed to go? Uh, I don't even understand. Uh, like he's in a really unenviable position of like a bunch of guys are missing wide open shots. He's, he's creating open looks. There are open looks being made. So it's it's tough. What's he supposed? He's he supposed to go out there and shoot the ball himself? Maybe, maybe he would knock him down. I heard I've heard rumors that he was a terrific shooter. <laughs> but, yeah, um, and it's and now I think Nick Nurse is at a point because you played arguably the best team in the league in the Boston Celtics, and and you know going into the next few games for the Raptors, they do have a game on Wednesday, and I believe a game on Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they sit fourth right now. Kyle in the Atlantic Division, um, it's not a good look. They're they're sitting at 500. Um, next up on Wednesday, I believe is the Los Angeles Lakers. I would have to double check that, um, but I believe it's the Los Angeles Lakers. And then you got um, 
you know, Orlando twice on Friday and Sunday. And then you got Sacramento, who's a much better team this season. I mean, that was kind of a game that you would look at, Kyle. Um, damn, from 2010, maybe, all the way until uh, last season, where it was a game where it was like, yeah, the Kings, that's a bounce-back game. Let's do it. But that's not the case anymore. De'Aaron Fox is playing like an all-star. Um, you know, you look at the next three games, I don't know. Lakers look back. AD looks like if he's been, you know, if he was playing like this all season long, he looks like an MVP candidate. He just had 55 points. So do you look at the, the rest of this, uh, you know, schedule and do you see maybe a game that the Raptors can steal and maybe Orlando, you got Brooklyn after that and Golden State, Philadelphia, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you're, you're kind of, I feel like the Kings had a couple couple months with like Boogie and and maybe like Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. That's <laughs> first fair. That's of all, fair. First That's of all, fair. let's be fair to the Kings. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I think in general, it's like not to get too off track, but the league yeah. in general is it's, there's a lot of parody. It's getting, you know, close to that uh, NFL level where almost every game is watchable because all the teams are so evenly matched. Like the NBA is in a good spot right now. There are no soft spots on the schedule. Okay, there are like a couple, but in reality, like, most teams are really, really good uh, and play good basketball. So it's tough. There's no free wins anymore. There's no, and the Kings were actually one of the last free wins on the schedule uh, in in recent memory. So you're right. This is the Raptors can't afford to have these kind of nights uh, all the time where they turn the ball over like crazy and they're missing open shots. You just can't afford to have that. You can't overcome that anymore against even the bad teams, especially not against the good teams like the Celtics, but even against the bad teams, like the league's too good. The, league's the league is way too now. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, really quick, Kyle, let's mention one of our friends because we are, I don't know, maybe nearing the end of the show. Uh, we're almost there. Let's say we're about 60% through the way. Um, Manscaped. And this is my first uh, opportunity to tell you guys about Manscaped. Uh, if you guys visit manscaped.com, you we'll see that there's tons of options um, in terms of how do I put it, Kyle? How did you and Oren put it? I don't um, even, I, or you Aiden and, Aiden, and I, I, I think I said us like getting uh, exactly. I'm not going to get demonetized. <laughs> Imagine we get the brand deal to just to immediately get demonetized. It's like a net neutral. Um, uh, but no, I'll they, say this. They're a, yeah, they're a men's yeah. grooming company. It's uh, yeah, the, you exactly. know, any sort of men's hygiene grooming needs in, you know, it, places that we can't say on air yeah they they have you covered and i mean covered like if you guys check out the site anything you could ever imagine from like balms to razors mm. to like anything that you could ever need they have you covered so frankly like it's one of the most comprehensive potentially too comprehensive like i got the package <laughs> and they're like there was stuff that i was like couldn't even imagine myself using so. yeah i was going through the box like Wow, this is, is a lot more this is a lot more than i expected but like we said this, do i need all of it this this uh this show by raptors republic uh, wrap up live is brought to you by manscaped.com and when manscaping obviously you have to use the right tools for the job and uh yeah just trust us your 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 balls am i allowed to say that your balls will thank you am i allowed to say that kyle yes, um we have both been I'll using permission yeah we've both been using manscape for weeks um it's been great um the the lawnmower 4.0 uh, everything, their deodorants, um, you know, their anti-chafing boxers. It's it's incredible. And um, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the only water-resistant trimmer that's made with skin-safe technology. Um, and that helps you avoid all the suffering that comes from grooming accidents. And men, if you're listening to me, 
grooming accidents are not fun. Um, all, I mean, if it makes you guys feel more comfortable, we've we've all been through it. If you want to say I'm, I'm the only guy, sure, if that makes you feel better. But we've all been through it. It's not fun. Um, and, you know, best of all, we do have a promo code for you guys. It's 20% off. It's 20% off with the code wrap up. So if you guys look at the bottom of the screen and if you're listening to, to this a day after, uh, the promo code on manscaped.com is wrap up. That's R-A-P. UP. We made it very simple for you guys. We didn't do wrap up live. We didn't do Kyle Brickman Nothing. and Sahal Abdi and Nothing. Oren Weisfeld and Aiden Moss. Uh, we didn't do the four musketeer. We didn't do any of that, guys. The promo code is wrap up R A P U P. Um, trust me, guys. Off. Free shipping. You, you know what? Free shipping. Honestly, it's free shipping as well. And you know what? You don't even have to trust me and Kyle. Just ask a friend yeah. that you know has Manscaped and they will tell you it is 100% worth it guys take care of yourselves please please especially if you have a significant other um please do that um just take care of yourself uh getting back to the game kyle really quick um i mean it's it's kind of i don't want to say it's odd getting back to the game after that but i mean we'll get used to these manscape ads you don't you don't have a a podcast until you're sponsored by manscape that's true there we are almost every like sports male podcast is a man and you know what kyle i told them a few games ago that we did have a new friend that was uh going to support the show and i saw you know the show where yourself and aiden um obviously did the uh manscape ad read that was fun um but yeah get on manscape.com use the promo code wrap up and your balls will thank you kyle back to the game let's get right into it Taxman, the player that most impressed you um in this game and it's tough to do this in losses kyle uh but which raptors player um kind of caught your eye today uh, I, I think i'm gonna give it to scotty this is his first notable game in like at least the last 10 i think uh, and he deserves it. Play, like, played he, well he, versus Orlando, though. Little that's true. Play, okay, no, I don't, yeah. I'm not counting that. I'm not counting that. Yeah, that's okay. a right. Okay, that's fair. what that's, when we were saying earlier. Like, there's like a couple <laughs> easy games left in the schedule, the NBA schedule. That's fair. one of them. So yeah, no, I mean, Scotty had the first like reasonable game he's had in a long time. He kind of looks like the old Scotty. He had a couple good little cuts and duckins playing off of Pascal, and. uh and they're going to need him to step up. Uh, like Fred has not been himself. Gary's kind of rounding back into form, but s- still shaky. OG, I don't even want to, because like, uh, you know, the f- way you felt about Boucher for a while, you're like a certified Boucher hater. I, I kind of feel like I get that way about OG and I got to resist the urge to just hey. like really get on him. But he's he's not been terrific, at least offensively. I mean, obviously he's a, he's an amazing defender, but has not has not lived up to the hype offensively. Uh, so Scotty kind of needs like really expand his role here. And I think he stepped up tonight. He was, he was maybe not the best player in the Raptors. That's that'll be Pascal nearly every single night, but I got to give him credit. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to agree with you and we disagree on tax men all the time, us four, uh, as the hosts of this show, but I'll probably agree with you. I mean, Pascal Siakam had a great game. Let's give him credit as well, because I know he's being mentioned as we speak in the live comments. A lot of people enjoyed the effort he's put in since he returned from groin injury um, last week or just just over a week ago. He was 9 for 20 in this game, Pascal Siakam. Uh, He did shoot 13 free throws, so the aggressiveness uh, getting to the rim was definitely there. He had 29 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. But I'm going to have to agree with you. Scotty Barnes, for me, uh, being eight for 14, because remember with Taxman, we consider all the circumstances, everything going into the game, whether guys are on slumps, 
um, all of that. And Scotty did come into this game. He shot eight for 14. His three-point shot wasn't really falling. He was one for six. Um, did go to the line six times, but he had 21.7 rebounds and four assists. And he was only a minus one. And I know that sounds not that great, but when you consider that, you know, the other four starters were a combined, let me do the math really quick, minus 31. Uh, not not all that great. So um, I'm going to have to give it to Scotty as well. He did play 41 minutes, which isn't, I don't know, Kyle. It's not really ideal. Know, it's but but it, I, yeah. it's like uh, Tatum and Smart both and Brown all played like 40 or whatever, 39 minutes. And they've been playing like 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 it's a full-time job, which I guess it is. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they were like clocking in every single day the last week and playing NBA games. And they played 40 sure. minutes tonight. So if they can do it, the Raptors can. Um, we'll just do some quick questions and get out of here. I did want to address this one, though, by Phoenix. Phoenix – Play Z was that? Has that always been your name, Phoenix? Or is that a recent? Is Play Z? I think that's a recent change. One of one of our shows favorites. I know shows favorites. Or it could be a different guy. That's what I mean. I can't. I don't even recognize the man anymore. You changed, bro. But um, you no, he's got the six nine. Same Peter Griffin. That's him. Same Peter Griffin. Use use Pascal as a six nine. James Harden. I couldn't agree more. I think there are times in which like. Uh, the offense just needs to operate entirely through Pascal. Maybe not in a James Harden capacity. Like I don't want to see him run a bunch of pick and rolls, but I do want to see yeah. him like grab the ball in the, you know, take the ball in the post, and um, and work off of that. Like work if he's generating double teams, work off of that. And and I, I gotta say, uh, Scotty did a good job cutting tonight. Otherwise, not a lot of movement, not a lot of movement off the ball, not a lot of screening off the ball, not yeah. a lot of. Uh, not a lot of like passes, like swing, swing type of stuff when it does get passed out of a double team. Like there aren't multiple passes being made. It seems like a few ball stoppers on the team, uh, which we don't have to get into. But in general, it's it's uh, that should be the blueprint. This should be Pascal's offense. Yeah. He is by far the best player, bar none. There's There should be no debate about that. And uh, they should start treating him like it. This is Pascal's team. Let, let the man cook. Seriously. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. And and again, we mentioned Scotty Barnes's minutes. He did have 41 in this game, and it's tough um, because when we see Scotty Barnes in that low 40, high 30 range, the exhaustion does become apparent in his play, especially near the end of it. Um, but guess what? The Raptors don't really have that many options, Kyle. I mean, Precious Achua is not there. Otto Porter is not there. Uh, Ken Birch has been up and down this season. Has he deserved to play 10 to 15 minutes per game? this season maybe not you know what i mean so it's been tough and then you look at the rest of the guys and it's all guards on the bench champagne flynn uh Downton jr banton it's tough like where do you where do you go with all that right so um i guess one thing that we didn't mention kyle before we do wrap up is that maybe in a game like this chris boucher deserved to play a tiny bit more um just to kind of you know get the fatigue uh, out of guys like pascal and and, and, and Scotty Barnes and OG, who played 41 minutes for Scotty, 42 for OG, and 39 for Pascal Siakam, just to kind of get them a little bit of rest, each of them. Uh, if we're going to go eight deep, Kyle, I'd, I'd prefer a guy like Chris Boucher to play in the mid-20s in terms of minutes per game. He has been probably the most consistent bench player next to um, Thaddeus Young this season. Um, so, I mean, you got to give Chris Boucher a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think I got Kyle... 
Yeah, I was just—I was gonna say I gotta. We gotta apologize to Phoenix, or at least I do on two counts. First of all, it's apparently always been his name. Oh Second my of all, gosh! He Phoenix. made a donation like an hour ago that we we completely ignored. Oh, I'm no, sorry, Phoenix. Phoenix. I'm we appreciate sorry. it, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for getting your name wrong, and I'm sorry for not addressing this. Are we sure Fred isn't going down the Kemba path? Uh, God willing, he—it's God willing he's not. Like I don't know what else to say other than like really yeah. hope he's not. I I, I can't imagine. Because it's not it doesn't seem like there's a significant decline in athleticism. Like Kemba was marred by injuries. I don't think Fred is like an injury concern as much as it's just like uh it's unidentifiable why he looks this way. It's just you know, a bit of fatigue, a bit of not his shots not falling, and I don't know what else. I I, I don't even frankly, I, I I hope we don't even have to think about this. I, I would love for him to go on a like a, a run and and have this never be addressed again that's yeah. what i think and 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 kemba's also 32 years old and he was also drafted in 2011 so i mean he's done a lot in this league um kemba's done quite a bit but he's also played a lot he's had a lot of minutes in this league uh where he was carrying really bad teams so it's not really the same phoenix i know maybe there's a little bit of sarcasm in your question maybe i'm not 100 percent sure um, but Fred VanVleet's definitely not going down the Kemba Walker path. No, not at all. Um, Kemba's barely in the league, to be quite honest. And I think the other 29 teams in the NBA would be would do anything to have Fred VanVleet on their team. And I think the majority of them would do anything to have Fred VanVleet start on their team. So, um, yeah, Phoenix did, did mention that his question was half serious. Uh, but we did have to highlight it, Phoenix, because we do appreciate your donation. So he paid for that. Uh, he paid for that half serious question. He's exactly. getting his money's so, worth. There you go. He definitely did. <laughs> he definitely and we love Phoenix on this show. We've mentioned it multiple times. So um yeah, Kyle, I think that's gonna do it for us on this show. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I personally do not. Uh, we appreciate all of our live watchers tuning in with us on a Monday night. Um, in December, it is getting a lot colder all over uh, the greater Toronto area. So, guys, please put your winter jackets on. Um, and trust me, if you use uh, Manscaped, you might be a little warmer in certain areas. No, I'm not going to go there, guys. That's about it. I can't I can't do that anymore. LeBron's uh, in we'll town. Go find we'll LeBron. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you're in before, Toronto, go find LeBron. He's, he's guys, out there somewhere. Where you guys leave us tonight. We need you to subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube as well as our podcast channel. This is the wrap up your officials wrap your official Raptors Republic post game live show where your Toronto Raptors were defeated by the Boston Celtics 116 to 110 and that brought the Raptors record to a perfectly even 12 and 12 on the NBA season. Live show is produced by none other than yours truly. So holla at me and Kyle Brickman and that was it for us. We'll see you guys all Wednesday night. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. It is LeBron James. And guess what Raptors fans? The Lakers, the Lakers are playing a lot better. So this isn't, uh, you know, we're not talking the October Lakers. We're not even talking the November Lakers. This is this is a pretty damn good Lakers team now. I don't want to overrate them too much, but it's always fun to watch a LeBron-led team versus the Raptors. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Kyle, do you have any last words? Uh, no, I, mean, I, I hope uh, I hope Drake doesn't have burn LeBron. Like, I hope Drake's in town and they, they, they like, bring him out somewhere. Yeah. Do, like, he, he like, he'll, he'll likely be there. He'll, he'll definitely yeah. be there. Yeah. 100%. Right, we'll see good. you guys next time.